Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation. A discussion with today's top business executives on management and leadership topics to help busy managers. In the studio is Ron Kripe, Tom Meyer, and Jim Dixon of Equus Consulting, and I'm your host, Rick Ainsworth. Joining us on the phone from Unum is Kim Gibson, Program Director for Talent Strategies, and Mary Atwood, HR Program Manager. Here's the tricky part of the launch conversation. When you engage in those conversations with employees, like what does success look like for you? How do you leverage that? How do you uh, make a greater contribution to the organization? That can be a scary conversation for a manager because if they've got a top-tier person, the last thing they want to do is potentially lose that person to another opportunity created by self-awareness as they move through this. So talk to us a little bit about managers and leaders in the organization. What role have they played in supporting the vision of internal career management? Because it's, it's, it's dicey. Yeah, I mean, you know, you always have pockets of management populations that want to what we call hoard talent, but we really have been um, pretty specific in our manager effectiveness training that that's just not who we want to be at Unum. We want to make sure that we are using our talent the best way possible and um, making sure that we focus on career mobility if that's what's needed. Um, Also, just from a plain career management perspective, um, we are very fortunate that our leaders are are really supportive of career development and growth opportunities and um, see the importance of an engaging workforce. So um, when our talent development team comes up with ideas like the launch program, you know, they jump on it and um, and they really want to provide their employees with those opportunities. And I've seen leaders that, you know, push the um, day-to-day task out of the way so that employees can take advantage of our programs. So I, I do feel lucky that we have um, a leadership that does support us. Uh, let's face it, it makes mine and Mary's job more easy because, you know, we just have to come up with the ideas and implement them and, you know, the people come. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and we should mention at this uh, point in the conversation, we have figured out a way to offer launch for managers and they've, they have really responded well to just having their own group because they get to talk about managing their careers, but then they gain a ton of insight around how to help their employees do that more effectively. Tom, if you don't care, I'd love to add to that because, you know, as you and I originally rolled it out, we did kind of a test and learn to see what levels would we actually even offer um, this to because we um, didn't know, you know, how far the information would go. Is is it going to be beneficial just for um, those new hire individuals that are just getting their feet wet in their career Um, all the way up to I'm about to retire? Is it going to be beneficial for me to learn something in the last three years of my career? And then you layer on top of that, you know, are you a manager, a people manager or director or an individual contributor? And so when we originally rolled it out, we kind of did a hodgepodge of all of these different groups so that we could test and see where it was best fit. And it actually was great for all of them. And like you said, it, it quickly developed into 
we need a program for individual contributors, but also if we give the managers a um, their own session, we can actually scope this to a broader population because we can not only give it to the managers as an employee themselves for growth, but we can actually have them take it back to their teams and um, and just spread the knowledge throughout Unum. And I remember our first group, in our first group, we had feedback from a director level employee who said, man, I wish I had this 15 years ago. <laughs> Jim's, you can't see him. Jim's nodding his head because we've, we've gotten <laughs> that same feedback in some of our leadership sessions. Yeah, it reminds me of a story that, uh, back when I was in American States Insurance, I had a coaching uh, client that came to me. He was an underwriting manager, and I was coaching him because he he was very dissatisfied with his job. And what he, what he discovered in our talk was that he didn't like managing people. He <laughs> loves underwriting, but he didn't like managing people. So he'd spent all these years in being an underwriting manager and being disgusted about it, but then all of a sudden he realized, actually, I should just be an underwriter. So yeah. sometimes getting a good handle right. on what is your career direction earlier or whenever is a great thing for the company because then they, they can actually utilize the, the services of the person best. So just to round out this this portion, I'd like to invite Mary into the conversation um, with the last uh, question that I have in this particular um, line of thinking, which is, how has your definition of career management changed as a result of developing and, and facilitating these sessions? Thank you so much, Tom. Um, so having been with the company for a while now, I would say that in the past, the definition of career management or career development was very linear and somewhat siloed. And there was a cultural element that that had that expectation that if you start at you know level one, then you're going to go to level two, then level three, then level four. And, and that's sort of uh, the trajectory for everyone. Yep. And that's just not the case. And so we've had not only an evolution in the individual's view of what career development and career management looks like, but also a cultural evolution as well. Uh, and I think the cultural is essential as a foundation stone for the individual to take the risk of developing their career in a way that might not look like the traditional way. So for example, in the past, it may have been viewed culturally as not a great career move if someone decided to stop managing people and do the subject matter that that brings them fulfillment, like the underwriting example that we heard a moment ago. And also there was less openness around bringing a person with one you know, degree of subject matter expertise from that department into a different department because they had overarching competencies that could be beneficial even if they had to catch up on the subject matter. And that has evolved just amazingly in our culture so that now we really see and value that there is better opportunity if we open our minds to that kind of movement. It doesn't have to be linear. It doesn't have to be siloed. It yep. can be sideways. It can be diagonal. 
And as a result of that, then individuals get encouraged to look to start looking outside. And so another way that career management has really changed in definition, I think uh, Kim alluded to earlier, which is we need to be sure that we're giving everybody the tools and resources that they need to even know what's out there. They could see the linear path, but they couldn't see the zigzag path or the diagonal path. Yeah, And so we're striving to provide those for folks so that they really can take a holistic look around and, and purposefully make a decision based on their interests, their skills, their personalities, uh, to move them along in what's right for them, not something that might have been prescribed in the past. And I love that because um, I love that you talked about the diagonal and the zigzag path. And again, back to the conversation between Kim and I, uh, there's also the in-place path, right? There, You know, it, the path doesn't have to be outside of the current role you're in. It can be just really expanding your role in the role, which is, um, you know, a, a, just a different way to look at it. Kim, you want to weigh in on this one before we... Uh, break for a minute or two? I think, I think Mary said it well, but I'll just give kind of my personal story of how my definition has changed over time. When I started with a company um, 22 years ago, I really um, chose um, the company at the time because it met a core value or a core need of mine. Good benefits, great place to work, stable environment. Mm-hmm. That's what I needed. Um, I quickly found that I needed challenge. I needed something more. I kept thinking, how am I going to grow? And just being a driver and independent myself, I kind of figured it out, you know, along the way. And as I mentioned earlier, I've um, held various operational roles throughout my career, but each one of them, I felt like something was missing. And it wasn't until I landed the role that I have today that I started, my antenna kind of started going up saying, I love my job and I feel like I'm in this perfect fit. And why is that? And as I started self-reflecting back on all of the different roles that I've had, it was because this role encompasses all of the things that I loved about each one of my prior roles um, together Mm -hmm. in one. And I just happened upon it. I wasn't intentional about it, but guess what? It took me 17 years to find it. So really my goal is to help employees be more intentional about how they manage their career. So it doesn't happen upon them. And it, you know, it's not 22 years later and they, (laughs) finally figure it out yeah yeah kim your your history is exactly the same as mine i mean i started in insurance as underwriter well all of a sudden i realized by happenstance that underwriting didn't really float my boat what what really so in in essence i was just thinking what does and eventually i became the uh, training director and actually working with people and developing people that really actually excited me not necessarily yeah. developing a, a policy or whatever. So our history is so similar, so similar. Yeah. And I think that's why launch is so valuable because it gives people the opportunity not to make it a happenstance. It's actually but planned to be for. Yeah.
Thank you, Kim and Mary, for sharing your experience and expertise. And to all of our listeners, please join in the conversation by leaving your comments at www.equisconsulting.com. All views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the views of any organization, employer, or group.